0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Date Night at the Coffee Shop, although tonight we've got a special treat. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into that, I am Bart. I'm Sam. And we're so glad that you guys decided to join us for this new episode. Um, it's been an interesting week.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, so as of yes. last recording, it's been <laughs> yes. a week of post-election world mm-hmm. um, with the... Um, race being called today as we recorded this. So. Yeah. Um, so it hasn't been
1: a week. It's been, wait.
0: It's been a heck of a week. Oh yeah, it's been a heck <laughs> of a week. It's definitely been an interesting week. Like, what day is um, it? <laughs> but yeah, so that's all we're going to say about that. Um, we're
1: going to pull a forest and yeah. that's all we have to say about
0: that. Uh, but glad it's over. Although mm-hmm. I guess technically it's probably not completely over. Yeah, true. But... <clears throat> Things are wrapping up. 2020 and
1: will never be over.
0: Yeah. Things <laughs> are wrapping up, and I'm excited about that. Um, for those of you that We can are, like
1: our friends again. You know?
0: Yeah. Everybody <laughs> can go back to living in harmony. Um, anyways, so we're... Um, those of you that are new to our show, what we do, um, we try a coffee at the beginning of each episode... Uh, give our opinion about it, uh, some recommendations, what have you. And then we talk about any kind of random topic that we so desire.
1: Again, like I say, every single time, we just do whatever we want.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's what we do. But tonight, we're do- shaking things up. A um, couple of weeks ago, we had a uh, date night at the winery. Yes. Um, sure did. Or the wine shop. Tonight, we're doing something... More along that line, we're having date night at the tap house. Um, we're trying some some beer tonight instead of some coffee.
1: Super um, excited.
0: Yeah, very excited about this. Um, and then following up, our topic tonight is also going to be beer, um, the history, how it's made, different it types, things like that. Yeah, exactly. It matches. I know we um, talked
1: on the pod on the podcast a little bit ago about us like heading to Cookville, and like we posted pictures of our trip and all that stuff and yeah. we went to a lot of breweries so exactly. that yeah. kind During of inspired us. I,
0: we we talked about that in our last episode
1: it was our um, muse
0: <laughs> yeah so our, our trip to cookville was was very eventful and fruitful um mm-hmm. we stopped by a few breweries but the, the one of our favorite breweries was was basically our uh, our, our goal our, yeah that, that was the biggest reason That's for going That's why over we there. went, not no, going to lie. Pretty much. We
1: went for Ralph's Donuts and this brewery.
0: Right, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so tonight our beer comes from the fantastic brewery, uh, from the guys over at the Calf Killer Brewery in Sparta, Tennessee. Yes. Um, love their beer. They do some great things over there. Um, and they are just some awesome guys, too.
1: I know. Oh, they're so funny.
0: I know. I was kind of bummed that we didn't get to do a tour and like I know. get to talk to to the guys that own it this time. <sighs> I didn't it. even see them. I don't think. Mm.
1: They um, were crowded. They were yeah, real. They busy. were pretty packed.
0: Um. But we had a lot of fun. So again, we're trying our, our beer is from Calf Killer Beer or Calf Killer Brewing Ooh. Company. And we the beer, it,
1: we've been there and we've bought a T-shirt.
0: Yep. Yeah, we got some T-shirts last time. Great. Uh, but our beer of choice this evening is the Brown Recluse. Mm. Um calf killer's description of this one uh let's see this calf killer original has flavors of dark caramel and brown sugar that crawl across the palate and finish with just a little bite from a mysterious blend of british and american hops
1: yeah it's super Um, hoppy
0: it's well it's not it's not that hoppy really
1: it's not their hoppiest
0: it's more it's kind of more malty Mm. i definitely get some of that those caramel brown sugar notes it's a lot sweeter. It's, it's got the it's bite. I
1: definitely taste the it's bite. It's like a
0: brown ale. Um,
1: oh, it's so good. Yeah,
0: it is really good. Definitely a fan. This is This is one of my favorite beers that they have, although they didn't have my absolute favorite. Yeah,
1: this isn't my favorite beer that they do, but I have to give them mad props for they are the brewery that got me to enjoy beer.
0: Right. Yeah. You really hated beer before we yeah, tried out Caps Killer.
1: I hated beer. Did not like it at all.
0: Yeah. I think the only reason we, we went for, like, what, my birthday or something.
1: Yep. yep. I was like, like... Like, you wanted to take me. Yep. I was like, I'll take you. And then the first... And so, they do tours by, like, appointment only. Mm. And so, <clears throat> like, it's not like you can just show up and do a tour. Like, you have to actually book a tour ahead of time. And they were like, oh, like, we're about to get started. We're running a little bit behind. Um... And they gave us what was it a, coffee milk stout
0: yeah and
1: I was and it was like dark it was it was it was black it was black and I was like oh this is gonna be disgusting because the only other like beer like that that I had had was Guinness and I was like oh my gosh
0: like this is I like Guinness well I. Mm-mm. This was, I guess, get, that was before you really had gotten into beer.
1: Yeah, as somebody who doesn't like beer, yeah. you hand them something that looks like Guinness.
0: Well, now that you've had, now that you're, you know, a, a connoisseur of beer, uh, you need to try some some Guinness again.
1: I like things, but that's the thing. I like things from a glass, not a bottle.
0: Yeah. Or a can. It is generally better. Yeah. Uh.
1: And we still have our Calf Killer, like, little tasting glasses that we got from them, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So good. So, yes. Thank you, Calf Killer, for making me enjoy beer again.
0: again. Well, not again. Firstly, to begin enjoying. Beer. To yeah.
1: To begin again.
0: Yeah. Started your your beer journey.
1: Well, again, this time because you know I didn't have access to Calf Killer because since we moved here. That's true. So again, a, I enjoy it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's good to uh, to get get back. Um, and, okay. Uh, you know, get back to there. Are so we again, gonna
1: rate this or? Um. Or no, we're just going to say it, it's great. Yeah?
0: Yeah, we'll just say it's great. I mean, because we don't really do many beers, so it's kind of hard to put it up against each other. Oh, yeah. True, I mean? true, true. So true. we'll just we'll just leave it at it's really good. Um, yeah. If you're ever... Ooh,
1: if you're ever in Sparta, yeah, they do growlers, and you can take growlers home with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, most breweries do that.
1: I know. I was... Well, I wasn't aware of that, but that's, like, the first place that introduced me to, like, beer and growlers and, like, craft beer culture. So, yeah. yeah it's fantastic
0: though. yeah so if you're ever in the the Cookville Sparta area area yeah. go uh, go check them out um, there's several places around especially like in Nashville a lot of restaurants and stuff have um, some of their beer on tap mm-hmm. um, but I you know you have to go I think you can go online I think and on, yeah. on their website and oh, find um, where they're the, where they're on tap.
1: That's another thing. They don't bottle or can because they don't do like carbonation, like right, as much yeah. carbonation, and that's one of their big things.
0: Yeah, so they only they only sell by the keg, so they're only on tap. Yeah. Um.
1: And another thing too, like the reason why they're called Calf Killer Breweries because they're located on the Calf Killer River, right there in Sparta. So a lot of people are like Calf Killer, I'm like what? Especially if they're not from around here, they're like, what are you talking about? That's weird, but. <laughs> Yes, they they uh, they do a ritual before they make beer. They kill a calf, and that's why it's called calf killer.
0: <laughs> jokes, J- not <laughs> that was a joke.
1: Oh, is that obvious? That wasn't obvious.
0: No, not your tone.
1: Oh well, jokes are not my strong suit.
0: No, they're not. <laughs> All Which right, is so odd
1: because I'm hilarious.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Are you All right, ready to moving on. about beer? So our
0: topic today is beer. Um, so let's let's talk about it. What what do we know about beer?
1: Okay, we're gonna start <clears throat> with the history, okay. per the usual. So residue of the first known barley beer was found in a jar at an excavation site in modern day Iran, dating back to 3,400 BC. Nice. Right. However, Chinese artifacts suggest that beer brewed with grapes, honey, hawthorns, and rice were produced as far back as 7,000 B.C.
0: So this is a little interesting to me. So they're saying that it's artifacts Mm -hmm. suggest. So this, I would imagine, probably just like containers Mm -hmm. suggest that they have beer brewed with grapes. Why are they not assuming that it's wine?
1: I wonder if it's because of the process, like how you make beer. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I guess I, if they're just like it, just found some because
1: beer involves heat, so I'm assuming that there may be like evidence and artifacts of like fires that are used to like heat mm-hmm. the heat the stuff. You know what I mean? Maybe heat the the malt, yeah. whatever the malt is.
0: I'd be interested to just see like what what, what evidence they have to, to claim that this was beer, beer not wine. and
1: right beer, not wine or meat or yeah, for sure. <clears throat> okay, so any cereal, and I don't have the footnotes on my phone, um, but so cereal is basically a grain. Like that's the broad mm. term for grain.
0: Any grass grown for the edible components of its grain. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the term may also refer to the resulting grain itself, especially cereal grain. Uh, cereal grain crops are not grown in greater quantities and provide more food energy worldwide than any other type of crop i.e. quinoa, chia, buckwheat.
1: Right. So any cereal containing certain sugars can undergo spontaneous fermentation due to wild yeasts in the air, which we've talked about before on our wine episode. Yeah. So um, it's possible that beer-like drinks were independently developed throughout the world soon after a tribe or culture had domesticated cereal. So as soon as they started growing and cultivating grain, like, we'll get to that in a second. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, in Mesopotamia, the um, oldest evidence of beer is believed to be a 6,000-year-old Sumerian tablet depicting people consuming a drink through reed straws from a communal bowl. A 3,900-year-old Sumerian poem honoring... Um, Ninkasi. Ninkasi, yeah. Um, the patron goddess of brewing contains the oldest surviving beer recipe, describing the production of beer from bread made from barley. Uh, I read one source that said that the move from hunter-gatherer lifestyle was largely impacted by the move to growing grain to make beer. Mm. Um, so they're saying that a large motivator in our evolution as humans is due to alcohol. I don't really know if that's—I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if they were like, oh, beer, and then they like stopped. They're like, we're going to stop whatever it is we're doing right now just to make beer.
0: <laughs> so, they're, so they're saying that's why we stopped being like so nomadic and like hunter-oriented mm-hmm. to, to becoming more like cultivators and farmers. Agri- and like, mm-hmm.
1: Agricultural. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying.
0: That's an interesting take. I don't know that I quite believe that. I don't know either. I, f- I feel like that the alcohol was probably a result of... Us becoming more agriculturally and forward. stopping
1: nomadic lifestyle. I would. Right. I. I'm more inclined to believe that. But this per, This article says that we became hunter gatherers to grow grain for beer.
0: See, that doesn't make sense because how would we have the grain, enough grain to like figure out how to make beer if we weren't already growing it?
1: We're. Hang on. Hold that thought. Hold it. Okay. Just keep it.
0: Before we move on to that, I want to talk. I want to go back to for a second.
1: Okay, yeah,
0: um, yeah. To this uh, thirty nine hundred year old Sumerian poem, mm-hmm.
1: and um, in the poem, the poem contains itself contains
0: the oldest surviving beer recipe. And I would like to try some beer from that beer recipe.
1: I'm not sure you would, but we can arrange that. We can try it.
0: Do you have do you do you have the poem? Do you like? Do you know what? It we is? can
1: look up the poem, but just
0: do you have the recipe on here?
1: No, and there's a reason for that. Like I promise that we'll like again. We're gonna we're gonna pin this. We're gonna pin it. We can try it if you really want to. But whenever you hear about the first beers, I think you're gonna change your mind. You 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 may flip on this. Okay. We'll see. So, um, like again, it's unclear exactly how brewing became a thing, but it does track that grain. Sorry, maestro is. He's upset that he doesn't have his dog bed in here. Um, So, yeah, it's unclear how actually, like, brewing this, like, beer drink became a thing. But it makes sense that, like, grain that was left out and happened to get wet from the rain would sprout and begin the malting process. So, like, it makes sense that it would happen accidentally. So that's what I mean. Like, how would they, whenever you asked, how would they...
0: I mean, yeah, I'm sure that it if would. If they're but, carrying it and it gets we're... wet
1: and it malts and they're like, oh, no, like, we have to dry it and then they cook it and then it gets wet again. You know what I mean? Mm. I put in my notes, too. I just I feel don't like...
0: think that we would be really that interested in harvesting a bunch of grains if we're not, like planted roots down you know what I mean yeah like, yeah yeah if we're nomadic hunter-gatherers I don't think we're going to be dealing with a bunch unless of part
1: of the gathering was gathering grain that was currently that had currently existed I guess but I do see your point like I, I like I said I tend to lean your way for sure and I, like I said I like <laughs> like I put in my notes I feel like many great historical realizations came about from accident like it just so like I don't feel like they've set about to like make a drink. You know what I mean? From, yeah, I think
0: they probably just like happened like, upon at least part of the process by accident.
1: Yeah, like oh, like it got wet. We're gonna put it over a fire and let it get hot again. And then it's like oh, well that doesn't that that looks funny. Let's put it in some water. Let's just try it out. And then it's beer. And then the next thing you know, like Bob from the next you know place over is just drunk. But um, so I will say this: each culture that had beer um, evolved it a little bit differently and used it differently. Ancient Egyptians would give pyramid workers a daily ration of beer. Babylonians drank their beer, listen, with a straw. It was thicker and full of grain. So this is why I feel like you may not want it, a Mesopotamian, or I mean like, a, like the Sumerian.
0: So it still had the grains. Like yeah.
1: It. it was like the old form of chocolate that we talked about where it was like gritty and it had stuff. It's chunky. Mm-hmm. So you may not want that Sumerian beer if it's anything like this.
0: I mean... <laughs> I just... I'd still try
1: I don't know about all that. I, I enjoy beer now. I don't know if I would have enjoyed beer then. Um, so medieval Europe is the time and place that gives us the beer that we know of, that we know and love today. Since grape cultivation was almost impossible in that region, it makes perfect sense that beer would, like, soar. Right. Because, like, it's wet and cold, and, like, it's not suitable for grapes at all. Um... According to heartlandbrewery.com, brewers had begun using malted barley as the main source of fermentable sugar for hundreds of years, but the use of hops as a bittering and flavoring agent didn't didn't become common until around the 12th century. Before then, like we mentioned, every culture had their own uh, recipe and they used different herbs and spices to balance uh, the sweet malt flavors in beer. This is where it gets interesting, and this is what you're going to love. Around 1150, German monks began commonly using wild hops in beer, and the ingredient quickly caught on. Brewers found that the hops added a very pleasing, thirst-quenching bitterness, and as an added benefit, the hops acted as a natural preser- uh, preservation, like pres- preservative, sorry, extending the life of their beers, which I never really knew before. I didn't know hops were a preservation agent.
0: Yeah, I didn't either.
1: Um, so, monks actually pushed beer forward, and almost every monastery had a brewery on site.
0: That's awesome.
1: I know. I thought that was super cool. Um, so, I want to start to wrap up the, the history section on the Reinheitsgebot. So, it's, it literally tr- translates as um, purity order. So, it's a series of regulations limiting the ingredients in beer in Germany and the states of the former Holy Roman Empire. Mm. Uh, the best-known version of the law was adopted in Bavaria in 1516, but similar similar regulations predate the Bavarian order. Um, but this, uh, Reinheitsgebot... I had to, like, spell it off. you
0: <laughs> say that three times fast. I know.
1: Reinheitsgebot. Um, so that plus let me find myself i lost my spot on my notes Uh, plus the monks is how we move away from like gritty chunky beer Hmm. so it's like oh this is only the things that are allowed in beer right um the 1516 bavarian law stated that the only ingredients that could be used in the production of beer were water barley and hops That's it. Mm -hmm. The text doesn't mention yeast as an ingredient, although yeast at the time was like knowingly used in the brewing process. It's actually likely that the brewers of the time preferred to see yeast as a fixture of the brewing process. So, like right.
0: So they're saying that that's not technically an ingredient. That's just a a method that mm -hmm. they
1: use. Exactly. So yeast produced in one batch was commonly transferred to a subsequent batch and then giving yeast a more permanent character and so it's like this is just this is how you do it this is the process not an ingredient.
0: Right. And yeah. and also because it would be the yeast itself would be like specific to the brewery or mm-hmm. like that area because they would just continue to use like that same It's
1: like a sourdough starter. Yeah. 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 It's exactly like that, where it's like, oh, we're just going to use this over and over again.
0: Yeah. And
1: you can't really regulate that. Right. Um, <clears throat> so the 1516 Bavarian Law also sets the price of beer, depending on the time of year and the, and the type of beer. It limited the profits made by innkeepers and made confiscation the... Confiscation—the penalty for making impure beer. So, like, if you're not making beer right, they just come take it, and they're like, Mm-mm, "We're not having any of that. Very you're gonna, strict. you're gonna tarnish the name of beer. Exactly. How dare you?"
0: I like these guys.
1: So there are some developments. Um, they're
0: serious about their beer,
1: right? There. Oh,
0: sorry about okay. that.
1: We should put a warning in the notes. Um, but there are some developments around the time of the Industrial Revolution, such as the hydrometer, and that's what measures gravity, the gravity in the beer, you know, how, how thick it is, right? Isn't that um, what that says, or is it the alcohol measuring content? Measuring
0: the relative density of liquids based on the concept of buoyancy. Oh, yeah. Uh, typically calibrated and graduated with one or more scales such as a specific gravity, or such mm-hmm. as specific gravity.
1: Yeah. So that transformed how beer was brewed. So before its introduction, beers were brewed from a single malt, brown beers from brown malt, amber beers from amber malt, pale from pale malt. Using the hydrometer, brewers could calculate the yield from different malts. They observed that pale malt, although more expensive, yielded far more fermentable material than cheaper malts. For example, brown malt used for porter gave 54 pounds of extract per quarter, while pale malt gave 80 pounds. So once this was known, brewers switched to using mostly pale malts for all beers, supplemented with a small quantity of highly colored malt to achieve the correct color for darker beers.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: Yeah. So like most of the beer that you're going to drink today is probably used, probably using pale malt. And then pale
0: malt, and then added like just a little bit of like the brown and like heavily colored and, mm-hmm. malt just for yeah. flavor and color.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Speaking of porter, um, I also picked up some some more beer today. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <the laughs> like Ying we don't Ling, have enough. <laughs> yeah, Yingling Hershey, porter. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm excited.
1: You'll have to review it on the on the gram.
0: I'll yeah I'll probably just kind of give an update on how it was how it was yeah yeah on yeah. the next episode.
1: Yeah, good idea. Also, last thing for history, um, it's not until the 70s that the craft beer revolution starts to take over. Because I know you mentioned, you kind of mentioned you wanted to talk about that a little bit.
0: Right.
1: Um, but, yeah, it's not really until the 70s. And then it just... Honestly,
0: that seems a little early. hmm Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So, that's the history of beer. And there's, like, uninteresting things about, like, marketing, beer marketing, and, like, anheuser Bush and all that stuff. But that's not... We're not here for all yeah, that. Yeah, but
0: the basics of, of its evolution kind of mm-hmm. yeah. peaked mm-hmm. until it hit the craft, craft beer, beer market.
1: Where, like, lots of experimentation <coughs> happens, for right. sure. Okay. So, how do we make it? How do we make this stuff?
0: Yeah, I really want to know how to do that.
1: Yes. I have a co-worker that does it, so...
0: Yeah, I really want to start making some, or at least try my hand okay. at
1: it. Yeah. So, I have a step-by-step process here.
0: Okay. Let's, you ready? Let's, let's do it.
1: Let's go for it. So, a starch source, typically barley, is allowed to partially germinate and then dried. A process called malting. Not molting, like what parrots do. Um, This partial germination makes it easier for the conversion of the grain's starches into sugars.
0: So just to clarify, like the barley or Mm -hmm. any other kind of cereal grain, but Mm -hmm. barley is the most common. 100%. It it germinates. That means it's what's sprouting, right? Yep.
1: It's what happens to quinoa when you cook it. It spirals out. and.
0: Right. Okay. Do you have to like wet it to do that or does it just... Probably. Yeah. Probably. And then you dry it. so you, you let it sprout and then you dry it out and that makes malt. hmm
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So I will say, um, <clears throat> as a little side note. Or I that, guess
0: malted barley.
1: Yeah. Uh the grain is often dried and or darkened using a heat source, of course, you know. But any grain in beer can also be roasted, which will have a major impact on the resulting flavor of beer. So it's kinda like the difference between a pale ale and a stout. The longer a grain is roasted, the darker the resulting beer.
0: Right. So it's kind of like coffee. though.
1: Yes, way. exactly. That's why I included it. Okay. Step two, the mash stage. So the malted barley or the malted grains, sorry, are introduced. Typically barley. Yeah. Are introduced to water. So they get wet, they dry them out, they get them wet again. Uh, so And a certain amount of heat is added again to enable the natural enzymes in the grain to convert its starches into fermentable sugars. So it's a lot of like, wet, dry, wet, dry stuff going on with heat. Step three. The mash is then filtered to remove solids. Mm-hmm. Then the remaining liquid is then boiled. Hops may be added both at the beginning of the boil and then on the, at the end, like depending on the kind of beer being made. So the, resulting, the result of the boil is called a wart.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. So a wort. So it starts off with the barley, mm-hmm. you malt the barley, mm-hmm. and then you heat it up in some water, and then that is the mash. Correct. Then you strain the mash.
1: During Prohibition, they would sell bricks of it. Right. Yeah. Continue.
0: They strain the mash, and that's the wort.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, a note about hops. Hops are simply cone-shaped flowers of the hops plant. Well,
0: no. Let me take that back. So they, f- they strain the mash... Then they boil that. Yes. And that's the word.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so hops are cone-shaped flowers of the hops plant. Like, they're, they're the flower part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know this. I thought this was so cool. It's a cousin of cannabis.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd heard that somewhere Which before.
1: makes sense. If you look at it, it yeah, looks it totally look, like Yeah, it does look very similar. Like, especially the uh, cone, the bud. Like, yeah. how cool is that? But it doesn't have any THC in it. So hops contain acids and oils that impart bitterness, flavor, and stability to the finished beer. Generally, hops are added to the boil stage of brewing. However, I thought this was cool. Um, Depending on what you're going for, you might add more hops later in the boil since the aromatic oils are destroyed in a long boil process. But a beer could also be dry hopped, which means that it's added to the fermenter. So it's added to like the the dry stuff that's in there
0: before they mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, um or even fresh hopped and that means when just picked hops aren't dried but instead brought into the brought to the brewery like grass
0: interesting right i thought that was I've never heard of that process before. me
1: either i'd be i'd be intrigued to try a, a beer yeah. with with that
0: fresh hopped. yeah i've heard of dry hopping but i wasn't i never really understood exactly how it worked but yeah. i've heard the term before yeah Um, Yeah, fresh hop. That's interesting.
1: I think Calf Killer has a dry hopped beer.
0: Yeah, I don't remember which one it is. I don't remember which
1: one it is, but I think they do. Anyways, so number five. um, The filtered wort is cooled uh, to a specific temperature, at which point yeast is added so that the process of fermentation can begin. So
0: So at this point, it's still not alcohol at all. Correct. So they add yeast into it after... We boil it and get the wort. They just put some yeast into yep. that. And, and cool hops
1: if you, yeah, and adding hops to it. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I didn't realize it was such a long process. um Or like until fermentation. I just figured it was because, like with wine, it's much different. You just kind of like do this thing and then you put the yeast in there to ferment it and it's done, you yeah, know?
0: You just mash them up.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, fermentation may be done in a variety of vessels and it may be followed by a period of conditioning, which is like aging. Right. Um, Or secondary fermentation, and like where it's put in bottles and things like that. So, fermentation. So, basically, they add yeast and then they ferment it. And then, however you store it, whatever you do after that, it's when it's at the, the article that I read it from said, however you store it, whenever you pour it the end result will be beer right so the fermentation happens much later in the process than i originally right thought. so they
0: do like a lot of a lot of prep work to it and then they just like ferment it at the end and then it becomes beer
1: mm-hmm. yeah which is which is interesting because i just assumed <clears throat> that it would all happen together
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the yeast the barley the hops like you would just put it all in together
0: right
1: you know so that's interesting Okay, now this is probably going to be your favorite part. This was incredibly overwhelming for me. Just going to say. Okay. The different types. Beers fall into two categories, either lagers or ales. Uh, that's determined by the type of yeast used during the fermentation process or the temperature at which they're fermented. One has a direct relationship to the other. So ale, yeasts, and this, this information I got from our lovely book, Thank you, Mom. She got you this, uh, the Illustrated Directory of Beer. Yes. It's fantastic. It's a coffee table book. It's huge, and it has literally every beer that you could think of in this book. It also has the history and different types. So I got all of that from this book. So ale yeasts work best between 60 and 72 degrees Fahrenheit and tend to work at the bottom of the fermentation tank.
0: No. Hmm? Tend to
1: work at the top. Oh, I skipped that. Yeah, at the at the top of the fermentation tank. Lager yeast work best at 46 to 55 degrees and work at the bottom of the tank. So ale, top, lager, bottom. Um to be hundred percent honest, I got super overwhelmed, like I said. Um so I honestly only knew about ales and lagers, but I had no idea just how many different types of beer there were. I also found out that if you're, like, you're supposed to serve beer in different glasses. Yeah. I didn't realize that either.
0: Yeah, Um, it's kind of like the same idea with wine. Like, the shape of the glass affects, like, the aromatic
1: Yeah, I um, knew that with wine. But I had no idea. I was like, I just thought, oh, beer. Like, it gets served in a a tall boy. Like, in a
0: a pint glass. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. That's all I knew. So, that was pretty. There's a lot of infographics on the internet about what beer goes in what.
0: Yeah, and I don't have a lot of those. I'd like to get some different beer glasses just to do that, but uh-huh. I don't really have the...
1: There's some that's actually best serve, served in a mug, and there's some that are actually okay to serve in a wine glass. Yeah. Which, that's weird. But, okay, do you want to talk about some of these? So we can, like, refer to the book for some of these, like, various beers if you'd like. Um, but, under Ale, would you like me to just list all of these? Yeah, let's talk about them. Okay. Irish ale. German ale. Under German ale, we have Weissebier, which is white beer, and that's Hefeweizen and Dunkelweizen. Then we have Belgian ale, and it's uh, Witbier, and then Saison, and then Belgian pale. Saison. Saison. Belgian pale. And then under Belgian pale, you have Belgian strong ale and triple. So these are all... Do you know any of these so far?
0: Yeah, I, I know Irish ales, um, Hefeweizen, I've had some of those, Saison. I've heard of a lot of the, the Belgian Pale and the wit beer, but I've never had them. Okay. I've had Saisons. Um, I've never had a Dunkelweizen.
1: I know. I always. I only knew of the Hefeweizen. Um, so, Pale Ale. And then under Pale Ale, you have American Pale Ale, which is blonde, amber, or wheat.
0: Right.
1: And then you have a Bitter, which under that it's ESB, which... That, I, I have no idea what that is. And then you have an IPA, which is an India Pale Indian pale ale. And then you have something called a double IPA.
0: Yeah.
1: Which I'd never heard of that either. Um, and then you have a strong ale. And under strong ale, you have barley wine. Hmm. Um. And then you have porter. You have English and American porters. And then you have stouts. You have oatmeal, imperial, American, and Irish stouts. And then you have lambic and brown. And these are all ales. So um, we've got like barley wine. So I'll, because that seemed to intrigue you. Barley wine is a style that dates from the 18th and 19th centuries. Barley wine is a strong beer style with an alcohol level between 10 and 12%. This meant that the beer could be stored for long periods of up to two years. The beer was often drunk at meals as a replacement for French wine, and was often served in wine glasses. Many microbreweries now produce the interpretations of this style. The beer usually has a strong, sweet malt and ripe fruit tasting notes. I'm here for it. I want some of that.
0: Yeah, sounds pretty good.
1: <laughs> it does.
0: Um, let's talk a little bit about. Let's go to IPAs and double IPAs. IPAs are very popular now.
1: I mean, look in the book. Pale Pale
0: ales in general, but IPAs especially.
1: India Pale Ale. Okay. The India Pale Ale, or IPA, is a pale ale beer style that was first brewed in England in the 19th century. The first known use of the term India Pale Ale was in an advertisement in the Sydney Gazette and New South Wales Advertiser in 1829. This extra-strength beer was designed to survive the sea voyage from Britain to India to supply their troops. The term pale ale uh, denoted an ale that had been brewed from a pale malt, of
0: course. Right,
1: but I just don't understand why. The, where the, the India,
0: like they were shipping it to India. Oh. They had to make it like certain oh. strength so that it would, Makes you know, sense. survive the trip.
1: Got it. Got it. I'd never heard of a lambic before, so lambic beers are brewed in Belgium. Unlike conventional ales and lagers, which are fermented by carefully cultivating uh, the strains, cultivated strains of brewer's yeast, lambic beer is produced by spontaneous fermentation. Huh. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Let's see. Anything else?
0: No, let's go on to lagers. Okay.
1: I love this book. This book was super helpful in researching this so <coughs> loggers you have pilsners and under pilsner you have American German and Bohemian which th- isn't in the book the Bohemian isn't in the book mm-hmm. um and then
0: what what makes a pilsner uh
1: let's look a pilsner also um also known as pils is a type of pale lager first brewed in at mm, nope I've had too much beer for this. (laughs) Czechoslovakia in 1842. It was first brewed in the city of Pilsen in Bohemia. Oh, that makes sense. The original Pilsner uh, Yerquell beer is still produced there today. Modern Pilsner has a very light, clear color that ranges from pale to golden yellow. The beer has a distinct hop aroma and flavor. So, it's more hoppy than the other ones. It's very bunny-like. Ha, you left. I am funny. See? You heard it here first, folks. I'm hilarious. Okay, so under lager, we also have a European lager, which is a pale or dark lager. Let's see. Yeah. I'm not sure, like, what would qualify as a European lager. Because for me, for some reason, I think lagers are dark, but that's not true.
0: No, it's not at all.
1: Um, I got I have them reversed. Um, so then there's German lager, and then you have Bock and Doppelbach, which I had never heard of before, but those are... I've
0: had Bock, but I've never had Doppelbach.
1: So Doppelbach literally means double Bock. It's a stronger and darker version of the German Bock uh, beer style. Doppelbach is exceptionally malty with mm. very little bitterness. Standard Doppelbachs may have as much as 7% alcohol, but the strongest versions can have alcohol level of up to 13%. Wow. So, I do, I like box. So, Amber Bach is that, okay.
0: Yeah, it's a Bach.
1: Okay, that makes sense. So, under German Lager, we also have Dunkel, Kolsch, and Marzen.
0: Never had any of those.
1: Yeah, let's see. They have, there are Marzens in here, I think, or, um, what's the other one? Kolsch. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Kolsch. Um, it's a local specialty uh, beer brewed in uh, Germany, and it's clear with it is clear with a bright straw yellow hue. It's very hoppy. Uh, let's see. It's also common in the Netherlands. So then there's American lager, and that is light beer, ice beer, or malt liquor. So that's kind of what I would assume is just like your standard. Beer, like your dad beer or whatever. <laughs>
0: your standard uh, gas station beer. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, what is ice beer exactly? I've, I've seen some, so they got like natural ice and bud ice. And I don't know is that what that is. I guess. I guess, Yeah. Is there not anything about that in there? Mm-mm,
1: mm-mm. I think that, I think that's a newer development. So, let's see. I can look in the um, in the appendix or the index back here and see if it has um, like ice.
0: See, ice beer is a beer style in which beer has undergone some degree of fractional freezing Ooh, during production.
1: That sounds interesting. The
0: process is known as fractional freezing or freeze distillation. Interesting.
1: That is pretty interesting. Like I
0: These brands generally have higher alcohol content than typical beer and generally have a low price relative to their alcohol content. Huh so it's just
1: more bang for your buck
0: yeah it's just a, a cheap strong beer to get drunk on basically oh,
1: nice nice makes sense that that seems to track um so yeah that's those are the different types of beer and this book even has stuff in there that I didn't that that wasn't like on the internet so um super super interesting I would recommend this book if you can find it because it's got some it's got some pretty like far out beer too
0: Yeah, it's got a lot of stuff in there. I've kind of skimmed through it, so.
1: Mm -hmm. Good coffee table book if you are a beer connoisseur. So, this one is served. This one, the Roggen beer. Roggen beer is a medieval ale made from barley, wheat, and rye malts. So, it's like a blend. Mm -hmm. It's like wine. How cool is that? So, Roggen beer can either be an ale or a lager. Huh. I wonder, like, because we talked about how barley is mainly used, but I wonder what the what another style, uh, what another cereal grain beer would taste like, like what a rye beer would taste like. Yeah, I don't know, because mostly what we have today is barley. Yeah. So I that is that's interesting. I wonder if they still have that. Okay, we ready for some just random facts. Yes. All right. So these are from Facts.net, so they have to be true.
0: Right. You
1: can't have a name like Facts.net and not be accurate. Right? Like, right. It's for sure. Okay. Around the world, humans consume over 50 billion gallons of beer every year.
0: 50 billion gallons. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest.
1: It seems low, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was... Right? That was- Seems a little bit low. I. I mean, when you think about like how many people there's, what seven and a half billion people. Only on the fifty
1: planet. billion gallons. Like that's that's not mm-hmm. a lot.
0: Yeah, because I mean that'd that's be billion
1: like, with a B, folks, not million with an M. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that'd be like every human on Earth drinks seven gallons in a year. I mean, granted, every human on Earth We have
1: two gallons in our... We had two gallons when we came home from Cookville. Yeah. Like, that's... I don't know. Like, that just seems really low for... I mean, I
0: guess by the time you factor in, like, kids and people that don't drink...
1: Babies and children. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I
0: just... I still just figured it would be more than that.
1: Me too. Um, So, this next fact is interesting because it kind of counter... It kind of, like, contradicts the first one. Beer is the most widely consumed alcoholic drink on the planet.
0: I mean, no, that, that makes sense. I'm
1: curious how late these were posted, or, like, when these were posted, because I feel like wine is on the rise these days. You know?
0: Yeah, but still not as many people drink wine as they do beer.
1: That's true, especially with, like, the craft beer market, like, exploding like it has in, the recent, in recent years.
0: And then aside from that, like, I mean, like, the, the light beer market... Yeah, like light beer for like, yeah, is, they're, they're doing all right.
1: Like you know? easy drinking beer. Yeah. 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 Speaking of that, Budweiser is the world's most famous beer. I wonder what that they checks. mean. I wonder what they mean by famous. I wonder if they mean like the most recognizable.
0: Yeah. Like that most people know of, have heard of this like, beer. Like
1: name a beer, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Budweiser. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, I mean, a lot of them are, like, craft beer in, like, smaller, much smaller markets. Yeah. But Budweiser is everywhere.
1: Yeah. Everybody knows that. And, like, who has... Do they have the Clydesdales? Yeah. That's why. They have cute animals marketing for them. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, you'll like this fact. The world's most expensive beer costs $503,000. Half a million dollars.
0: For for how much okay. beer? Like, is that for like a <laughs> glass of beer?
1: No, listen. <laughs> like, worth it, right? Like, hashtag worth it. Um, Snake Venom holds the title for the strongest beer in the world, but it's not the world's most expensive beer. Instead, the world's most expensive beer to date is Allsop's Arctic Ale, retailing at half a million dollars. This beer was brewed in 1875 for an, Ar- um, an Antarctic expedition, which makes it a collector's item. Although it's not for consumption anymore due to the long steeping period, over 50 different bitters from eBay fought for it.
0: Okay, so it's it's just a collectible thing. <laughs> yeah, like it's,
1: it's not like a drinkable beer. It's ancient beer, beer from yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: 100 almost 150 year old beer
1: mm-hmm. that would be disgust that that would kill you there's no way you could drink that and survive Mm-mm. no thank you don't don't put my name in I don't on. know about that like I'm not a fan no thank you um National beer day is celebrated yearly in the United States on the 7th of April
0: National beer day is celebrated daily. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but okay so april 7th
1: mark your calendars start. folks exactly
0: it's good to know um uh, need to get off work for that day for sure
1: this event commemorates the signing of the cullen harrison act which allowed the distribution and sale of beer in 1933
0: so is this like the end of prohibition
1: i would assume so it's like hey close to it, yeah it's like hey we can sell it you know like right. we can we can do this again um, in 2015, Germans and beer-loving tourists from all over the world drank 7.3 million liters of beer during the Oktoberfest celebrations.
0: Wow, I really want to go to Munich for Oktoberfest. Yeah, um, that would be awesome.
1: This the book has a. Uh, it started in blah 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 in 1810. Yep.
0: Interesting. I know it's been going on. for I a love Oktoberfest. It's so much fun.
1: I know, like, and it's like it represents our favorite season too, like fall, and like yeah, it's fall and beer. Like, what more could you want? Yeah, you know? and
0: German food. <laughs> oh, yeah, which yes. is super hearty and, and delicious. I know it's so good. It's I know so good. when I was in college, we were in the I was in the tuba euphonium studio, and we every year we would go. There, there was a Catholic church um, in our college town that they would always have an oktoberfest celebration and we went and played for it it was awesome
1: would they have beer yeah they had beer (gasps) really
0: yeah so i got to drink beer at church what yeah it was awesome
1: whoa that's insane that's crazy to me i don't know why i don't remember that
0: i don't know why you don't remember that either it was a lot of fun
1: wow that's cool Mississippi and Alabama only legalized home brewing in 2013. Hmm. So some of y'all breaking the law. Some of you microbreweries who popped up in 2014, for sure, were breaking the law. Like, you know. I don't know
0: if they were doing it at home.
1: Where else would they do it? Storage unit down the street.
0: I mean, if they're a microbrewery, like, they're their own... It's a business. Well, no,
1: like, if they were if they were doing it in their home first, is what I'm saying. Because that's how Calf Killers started.
0: You don't know how they are doing it.
1: Oh, shoot. Maybe I just told that they wrote the law. Well, it's in Tennessee. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Um, this is interesting and sounds like a horrible way to die. Um, a fift- so you say. <laughs> a 15-foot-high tidal wave of beer killed eight people in London.
0: A fifteen foot tidal wave of beer. Yeah. Sounds like the best way to go.
1: I don't know about that. I I don't yeah, I don't think so.
0: Okay. So like just the name of this next
1: occurrence is like the most epic
0: thing I've ever heard. Okay. So I can't.
1: The London Beer Flood of 1814.
0: Right? How awesome is that? The London Beer Flood of 1814. (laughs) Why did I never learn about that in history?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I would have, like, things you didn't learn in history class. Right. (laughs) Oh. So, it occurred when barrels of porter... Flooded the um, neighborhood of Saint Giles Rookery, according to the Independent. The brewers weren't charged as the jury considered it the act considered the accident an act of God.
0: Ah, uh, so these people were against alcohol. I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, it's like that's what you
0: get. Yeah, I mean it's cool though that they weren't charged for it.
1: Yeah, but yeah, fifteen foot, like that's that's higher than a story, because a story yeah. is standard like ten feet. Like yeah that's huge
0: 15 foot tidal wave of beer (laughs) that is amazing
1: no that's so terrifying like what would you do if you were like in the midst of that like and you just saw it coming could you smell it before you saw it I wonder like you know I don't know that's nuts oh my gosh don't yeah don't don't sign me up for that way to go um zithology or zithology uh, is the study of beer.
0: That's awesome. Right. I've never heard of that before. I never really thought about it before. I mean I guess there does have to be a word for it, mm-hmm. so zythology, the study of beer. Yeah. I think I've found my new calling.
1: <laughs> it's more than drinking beer. It talks they study like fermentation processes and like tasting notes and beer. Yeah, but it all sounds awesome. It's super science y, which is right up your alley. Zythology.
0: Yeah. You can be a zythologist.
1: Yeah. Do it. I believe in you. Chase your dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, In Peru, ancient brewers were all elite women of noble birth. Interesting. I like that. Um, A cloud near the constellation Aquila contains enough ethyl alcohol to fill 400 trillion trillion pints of beer.
0: Wow. Right?
1: Right? Sign me up for the next mission. What's his name? Mission to space guy. What's his name?
0: Are you talking about? Um, oh gosh, not thinking <laughs> of his name. The dude that owns Tesla. Our,
1: our, our listeners, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Our yeah. listeners are like, hey, stop it.
0: <laughs> Any other time I'd know it, but you know when you call it out like that, it just
1: space guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so those are those are beer facts. Like, yeah, that's what I got about beer what did we learn what are we a lot what do we think
0: I think I want to brew some beer Mm -hmm. and become a zythologist.
1: okay again reach for the stars
0: and possibly recreate this great (laughs) beer flood
1: why would you do that recreate like are you going to sell tickets maybe yeah like, sell tickets and just... I'd
0: buy a ticket to go to one.
1: <laughs> You'll be the Elon like Musk of beer.
0: a swimming pool full of <laughs> beer or something? That'd be awesome. <sighs> yeah,
1: you will, you will be the Elon Musk of beer, and you can sell tickets to your beer flood. Yes. Bart's Beer Flood. I, I like it. it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so that one was... That was a lot of fun. That was awesome. It's I more- like doing these, like special episodes me too so much fun i'm hot <laughs> it's hot yeah the temperature's been a little wacky it's getting it's been getting like kind of cold but today was warmer than usual it's been i was like just referencing 75
1: f- i was just referencing the fact that i've drank a lot of beer
0: i mean yeah but mostly it's because the temperature's <laughs> been super wonky this week um but yeah so that's our episode on beer Um, again, today we're having the Brown Recluse by Calf Killer Brewing Company. I should get a gold star
1: for reading all my notes on my phone and making few errors.
0: Right? Yeah, we'll call it few. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow, that's rude. In other news, more coffee-related news, I did pick up an espresso machine today. (gasps) Yes. So I'm excited to give it a shot and try it out. I know. Um. It's just a cheap little machine we got at, like, a thrift store kind of place. Yeah. So. Resale.
1: It's like a resale store. Like a, what is it? Bulk like or like a. Yeah, like
0: an overstock kind of yeah. place or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was new, but yeah. it was like a damaged box or whatever. Yeah. So, I'm excited to try it out and get pretty good at it, and then hopefully. We can actually make lattes now. Yeah. Like,
1: no, our, our Ninja is right. great, and it and it does lattes okay
0: so it does specialty coffees
1: yeah it does specialty but I'm excited for lattes
0: yeah I need to get good at it and then maybe eventually get like a a really good one
1: BYOPS build your own pumpkin spice sure (laughs) but yeah that is that is really exciting um we'll have to test it out
0: yep uh, but yeah, other than that, don't really have anything else. This one was super fun to go over. Yes. A lot of interesting stuff here. Some stuff I want and to I try. And I
1: finally used the book that our mom got you, or my mom got you.
0: Yeah. I've yeah. skimmed through it some. Um, I haven't looked at it in a while though, it's really, it's really cool. There's yeah. a lot there.
1: And it has like all of the pictures and it has different countries and their most popular beers. Like.
0: Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's a lot.
1: Yeah. And it tells like how each one is made. Yeah. Yeah, we'll t- We can post a picture of it on the on the gram.
0: This, yeah, we'll do that.
1: Are you reading this? This beer is literally spelled ass.
0: What? Ass little.
1: A A S S. L E T T O L. Hmm. I'm not sure I would be so inclined. Oh, it's
0: Norwegian, so.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure I would be so inclined to.
0: I want to try some ass beer. <laughs> All right, I think you've had too much. We'll go ahead and call this. Um,
1: <laughs> we know. I've this had too one, much this one was funny. definitely
0: fun, but we'll go ahead and, and uh, wrap it up. So again, thank you guys for joining us on this episode, talking about beer, our date night at the Tap House instead um you can find us on instagram at date night at the coffee shop um give us some suggestions like share subscribe the podcast um you know all the all the usual things mm-hmm. email us anything you and want
1: thank you to all of our listeners
0: yes yeah thank you guys listening
1: we appreciate it
0: um you can email us date night coffee shop at gmail.com um otherwise thank you guys so much for listening until next time Bye. Bye.